All right, everybody, welcome back. That's another day. For, I know everybody's tired of listening to Ackerman do his motivational speeches on the short podcast. So I am back by massive popular demand um, with my good buddy. Third, you may be the only third time guest here, Dave. Oh, well, shit. It was already an honor. Now I, now I feel there, like the bugs. So, yeah, so Dave Glida from O2. Um, but we're going to talk about a couple different things. Uh, but just to clear the air, so we've been doing a lot of things behind the scenes. That's why we've been a little bit behind on podcasts. We will catch back up. Absolutely. It'll be better than ever before. Uh, kind of starting with this conversation here. But um, first and foremost, Dave, always good to chat with you, brother. Always find these to be very valuable, selfishly. Hey, what, you, what have you been up to, bro? What's going on? We've, uh, we've had a lot going on, um, like everybody else, you know, listening anyway. Um, COVID has transformed our business in a lot of ways. It's made, it's made some things really, really challenging and it's, it's, it's brought up, um, other things that have, that have kind of, we've turned into opportunities. Um, but we've been, we've been humming since we last left off. I think the last time that, that we talked, at least on this podcast was, um, during a stay for May yep. and, uh, and, and the concept around that. And that was, that was probably the most impactful thing I've ever done. And probably the most impactful thing that O2 has ever done as a brand. Really um, cool. And it was, it was something that, that, you know, after we saw the success of that, we, of course, we started thinking how else we could apply that and what else we could do in line with that to help. And so that's what we, so what did that look like? What, like when, when you're kind of doing the evaluation on, on the effectiveness of mm -hmm. that, um, that idea, yep. were, you ha were you happy with it? Like, were, like, did you, did you get anywhere close to what you projected? Yeah, you know, it was it was interesting um, because we 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 kind of came up with that on the fly, and you know we were riding by the seat of our pants with the community coalition in March and April anyway, yeah. and that was sort of the finishing touch of that. Um, and and to my knowledge, no no group or or no brands have ever done anything like that before, and so it was. It was either feel, getting, I feel yeah. confident saying that. I mean, I've been around for 12 years and I'm not aware of anything. Yeah. And, like and so we, we haven't seen anything like that. And, and it was either, it was either going to be a really, really big win or a really, really big loss. You know, it was, there wasn't going to be a gray area. Between. <laughs> Swing uh, for the fences, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you, you can usually tell like early on when you announce something or when you launch something, whether it's a new program at the gym or, you know, a, a campaign as, as a, as a, brand or whatever, you can tell pretty early on by the, the customer response. Mm -hmm. And when we announced that initiative at the end of April, I mean, we had more inbound from gyms wanting to participate and members wanting to make sure their gym could participate more inbound in, in four days in April than we had probably the, the, the preceding four years combined. I mean, it was nuts. It was everybody on the team around the clock responding to emails. And so, so the early indication was, people really dig this. I mean, we yeah. had people telling us it was keeping them in business. It was more than, you know, anyone had ever done for them ever. It was the thing that was preventing them from throwing in the towel in a really tough time. Um, and so that, that was really energizing, you know, cause that's, we feed off that stuff, you know? Um, well, and, it was the first thing, at least in my memory, that was targeted directly at the affiliates. Right. So mm -hmm. they, a lot of people have had a lot of different, endeavors but they've all been around a fundraiser that was external mm -hmm. to the affiliates which i have no beef with i think that's totally yep. cool the the games uh you know crossfit hq but nobody's ever come in and said hey this is for you guys everything that we're doing is yeah. targeted toward making sure that you can stay afloat yeah. at this point um 
so again, it's one of those things where I think intent matters, you know, obviously there's a difference between intent and effect, but I think the effect probably matched the intent here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think so too. And, you know, looking back on it, the, the, the original premise was let's just, let's provide gym owners with something of a bridge to get them through May, you know, so that they can, they can retain members. They can use this to incentivize anybody who's on the fence to get off the fence because a lot of our clients were still shut down. I think, you know, what, 90, 96% of gyms were, were shut down, something like it was, that. It was, it was a crazy. lot. I don't remember what it was. And, it was so the, intention, the intention was effectively <clears throat> to use this as a mechanism to equip gym owners to reward loyalty. Mm-hmm. And, and looking back on that, it's, it's, it still blows my mind that loyalty rewards haven't quite made their way into, in, into our space yet, you know? And that's, that's really what we're trying to, you know, trying to pioneer in a sense is different ways that, that, that uh, gyms can win, brands can win, and, and members can win. I mean, it is a win-win-win for everybody, you know? Yeah, it, that was – it's interesting you bring up the loyalty because that is – that was a theme when we did the drop, the dropping in series. Uh, and when we went to Raleigh, that was pretty much a common theme across all those gyms is that they incentivized attendance. Mm-hmm. And I felt like a big chump when I'm going to all these gyms. I'm like, damn, I'm like, we don't do that. Right. So it was one of the first changes that I made when we came back from that trip and right. we're still revising it and trying to find ways to make it more and more inclusive. Yeah. But one of the biggest lessons that I've taken away, I mean, there's been multiple from all of this is figure out how to give back more. Totally. hundred percent. Right. Because relationships largely, you know, with the exception of some really catastrophic scenarios will supersede almost all outside variables, you know, like you'll win out, but not if those, not if those relationships are not really cemented in stone, you know, so, um, you know, we really kind of thought outside of the box is like, okay, how do we, how do we take care of people in different ways, whether it's like, make sure that we can get them food or like create, you know, I mean, we just got really, really crazy, crazy to include like just giving people equipment. Like, not, yeah. I don't mean like, I don't mean like renting it out. I mean like, here's a rower. This awesome. is a gift. This is That's a gift awesome. for you, you know? So, but no, there's shit like that. That's the thing. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we live in a world where so much of the orientation is towards taking. And, and people know, I think, intellectually that giving is a good thing, sharing is a good thing. But, but that's, that's not practiced that much. If it right. was, this, we wouldn't be talking about it because it would be par for the course. Right. right? But, but, man, like, this, this has shown me, this year especially, <clears throat> has shown me the power of taking a, a community-oriented sort of heart-forward approach and, and just setting your own interests and your own ego aside and leaning into an opportunity to help others, you know? And, it, and it's I've counterintuitive always, as a business owner. It is, for sure, because you're, especially, especially when there's a fucking global pandemic that comes out right. of nowhere. Right. Yeah. Your first reaction is hoard, hoard resources, yep. everything. everything. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but, I, but I'm, you know, we've done plenty of things wrong over the years, but, but we did, you know, I'm very proud that our first reaction was not to pull away mm-hmm. and it, it was not scarcity. It was figure out what we can do to help. Right. And, and that the karma in that, like I've been a believer of 
personal karma for a long time, but man, we have seen a tremendous amount of business karma. You yeah. Know? It's worth saying, although I think people that are like, don't suck probably know this already, <laughs> but you have, it doesn't work if you give with the expectation of getting a hundred percent. Totally. Totally. You, you have to give with zero expectation. Perfect. So that's when it comes back. And, uh, but from a business owner, I've, I fully empathize with the fact that like giving more time, more resources, yep. more money when a time and a time when everything is just in chaos, quite yep. frankly, yep. can be overwhelming. And it's not weird if you feel that way. My, <laughs> my lesson learned is do it anyway, figure totally. out, totally. figure out what's the, what's the, what's the easiest thing you can do for like, so for instance, one of the things I do, it's a weekly thing now is it's like, so I've got these here, right? So these are all yeah, yeah, postcards. yeah. postcards. So I send out a handful of them every week oh, for, I love it. for birthdays and gym anniversaries. Um, something little like that totally. is like the lowest barrier for entry, like giving back. And it's just like, you know, and it's not just like happy birthday. It's like, I try to put context because I know all yeah. these people about like what's going show on. And, yeah. And um, that goes a long way. And then you can get to more into the business aspect of it, uh, of the loyalty type stuff, mm -hmm. but it starts with, with just it, giving a shit. It's, it is the thought that counts, right? I mean, it's just taking the time to think about it, to give a shit that costs you what those four, two bucks total. Yeah. Doesn't, yeah. You don't have to give a rower each time. You just have to give yeah. a shit. Yeah. You know, and, and I totally agree. If you just lead in, lean into something with the orientation of, I'm not expecting anything in return, you're going to get way more out of that. Way more. We're trying way to more. angle something in return. This is before we talk about the fact that it just feels good. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Like it just selfishly, like I just do it now just because it makes me feel good. Like what, like just to watch somebody's, you know, I had like a moment here in the gym the other day where like a client and I like almost cried together and I was like, all right, this yeah. has been good. I got to get out of here. There's something in my eye. You know? yeah, right. <laughs> um, so it's just stuff like that. I, I'm a, I'm reading a book called uh, The Culture Code. Have you ever read that mm -hmm. book? Mm -mm, no. Oh, okay. So you read The Talent Code? No, I, I don't okay. know. So sure. both, written, wrote, both written by Dan Coyle. Um, but the talent code is essentially there, you know, if you're looking for, for, with regard to greatness, there's talent and then there's hard work, but greatness only comes with a pairing of both. So oh. talent, can, talent can only take you so far and, and yeah. hard work can only take yeah, you so far. Agree. But totally. if I pair both of those, then I can really, really achieve something special. Mm -hmm. Culture code is talking about like, how do you create great culture? Um, mm -hmm. And then again, like the small things, right? I'm reading this book and it talks about culture comes from a Latin word where the root word or culture actually means to care. Mm, like so then when we're talking about like, oh, how do you create a good culture in, in your gym? Cause like culture is like a buzzword, right? Like everybody like, yeah, we have totally great culture good. and it's just like, yep. well, do you though? And, and then, but like, and then can you, could you make that tangible? And I was like, do I care? And I think you can make it tangible. I think it takes mm -hmm. a lot of work, but I think you can make, that tangible and then it manifests itself in these things that are intangible but dude that's uh, you know we've got a um we've got a book club at o2 it's, it's oh, a nice long running thing that we've that we've done for a while i dig it um, and it's pretty straightforward i mean each each month I'll, I'll pick a book for us and i try to i try to pick different books that are relevant to the time um but but, but recently we read a book called grit and have you read grit yet who wrote that book Angela know? Duckworth. I think I have read that book. It's 
phenomenal, but it says the same thing. You know, yeah. it's, it's talent and hard work. You need both, right? Yeah. Um, and, and part of the benefit of, of having this book club, like you see over the years, every, the people who you respect and the people who you want to be listening to, they're all saying the same shit, you right. know? It's like be a good human, work hard, and take a minute to care for your people. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's it. it. <laughs> you know? it's, not, it's, it's, very, it's, like, it's, it's very much parallel with the idea of nutrition. Yeah. Simple, yes. simple, not easy. Simple, totally. not easy. Not totally to be agree. confused. Because uh, totally. uh, on that same note, what kind of what you're talking about, one of the pillars of good culture is safety. And they're talking mm-hmm. about people feel safe mm-hmm. in the environment. They're talking mm-hmm. about either whether it's a client or whether it's your team, they need to feel safe. They need to feel mm-hmm. safe in the sense of that they have job security, that they feel safe, that they can give you feedback. They can mm-hmm. feel safe that if they make mistakes, they're not going to get put on the chopping block and thrown mm-hmm. out with the trash. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is, so how do you start to understand what great culture is, you know, and this can be done macro all the way out to micro. So think about your gym, your team, all the way out to the CrossFit yep. affiliate nation. Yep. You can apply these all the way across the board. Um, but like trying to create that safety for your members and for your, for your team. And I think people that have, at least at the very minimum, try to wrap their brain around those two things in this time of chaos. Yeah. I've probably seen the opposite of what everybody else is yeah. seeing, totally. which is, which is growth. So yeah, for instance, we, we brought in more people last month, month of September, I think in a given month than we may have ever brought in ever. Oh, that's amazing. Hell yeah. And, and, and in a totally different format. So we used to bring, so the numbers that we've, that we've done in the past where we've done something like that, it was just like, Hey, you want to come in you sign up and then you're done. Yeah. We did this with a full onboarding process where we started with, with a full, um, consult and mm-hmm. then private sessions and then mm-hmm. booking these out throughout the day for all, I mean like 25, 27 people last right. month nice. and just spending more time with people, mm-hmm. showing them a little bit more. TLC mm-hmm. goes a long way. And I mean, I'll, I'm pretty common in saying this, but we could look at the numbers a year from now, like retention is going to be better as long as oh, I continue, sure. yep. as long as I continue yep. to do that down the road. Yep. So be a good um, human, care about your people, you know, and, and, and give back. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a simple thing, but I, you know, we were talking earlier um, around what we've been up to, how things have gone. I mean, I think that the thing that, that both of our, organizations have done really, really well is, is taking an orientation towards our community and taking an orientation towards, you know, again, being a good human, taking care of your people, whether yeah. that's people who work for you or the people in your community or your new members, you know, or your new customers, it's, it's giving back. It's having, having a heart forward orientation. And if people are wondering like how this all works, a you you never know. So right, so that's just like it's just again you have to give without expectation of getting anything in return. But then you have scenarios where you over deliver and you give a shit about your clients, regardless of what like what their struggles are. You just like you check in on them, like what's going on, how can I help you, what can I do for you. And then you have and then in return, there's things like they don't cancel their membership in a time like this, right? So that's like the lowest one or they want to bring in their friends or they work in a specific injury industry and they're like, Hey, I've got a business thing that you might want to look into that could help your business. And you're like, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that was a thing. Thank you for that idea. I'm going to explore this and figure mm-hmm. out like, 
maybe this could be something that we could do to help make the business more sustainable long-term and create more safety and better culture and all these things. But you, it's just a long tail, right? It's just like, I just have to keep doing it and keep yeah. doing it. And eventually it starts to show up at your door and yeah, it's like, totally. where did all this shit come from? Like, exactly. like how is this happening? Yeah, man. That's, that's the work hard part, right? Like, exactly. Exactly. Good human, take care of your people. Working hard is that that's hard. Yeah. And it takes a long time and you got to do it consistently for a very, very long time for it to, to finally see the benefits unfold. Nothing is immediate. Nothing is, is a silver bullet. So, you know? you know, like you and I have talked about your, I guess, like coming up in the business mm -hmm. world, like what are some of the things, cause this is, this is where, this is where I'm really sensitive about like having these discussions, but not making them practical because it's just, mm -hmm. ah, yeah, we get it, work hard. Yeah. Yep. So as a business owner, how do you deal with the fact that I'm staring down this really long yeah. road yep. of hard yep. road of hard work with no idea when there is a return coming? Yep. Yeah. Like, what do you do? I, the, the thing that I, that I always go back to personally and that I'm always, always telling my team is just focus on what you can control. You know, like you, we, none of us here can do a damn thing about the duration of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. We can't do anything about the divisiveness in society, you know, apart from not contributing to it, but we can control some things. We can control what we do. We can control how we react to it. We can control what type of orientation that we take, right? Mm -hmm. So, so you know, the, the thing that I've, the mantra that I've had to repeat to myself many, many times in the past, you know, during some pretty dark, dark times was just focus on what you can control and put one foot in front of the other, give your best day in, day out, try to get a little bit better, yeah. you know, but just focus on what you can control. And if you do that, eventually it's like eating the elephant, right? Yep. You know? It's just one bite at a time, man. If you do yeah. that eventually, you're done. The other, it's interesting you brought that up too, because that's, so I uh, was on a little bit of a break, but I try to send an email to the, to the, to the gym every Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And it's like stuff like this, it's mindset stuff. Yeah. It's my life, yep. my, my yep. life stories, all these fuck ups that I've been through and what I learned <laughs> from it. But the one for today is, that I sent out this morning is called um, playing not to lose. Mm -hmm. And this is something that my dad and I used to have conversations about like all the time about like at the end of the game, you got to lead. It's, it's kind of tight. Like you could still lose. And you see this in, in football specifically, everybody goes to prevent yep. defense. And the joke is the only thing that does is prevent you from fucking winning because all you do is you've changed, <laughs> yeah. you've changed the mindset, right? Just like, okay, no long balls, yep. but then it's just like short pass, short pass, short pass, short pass. And it's like, fuck field yep. goal. Like we lost. Um, yep. And again, not to get into the X's and O's of football, that, that, that strategy definitely has validity. However, it's worth kind of unpacking the mindset that happens there. And just like, okay, we're going to change what we've been doing to, mm -hmm. to be on the winning end of this. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to kind of now try to just prevent chaos from unfolding when instead, mm -hmm. maybe what I should do is stay on the attack and mm -hmm. 100%. focus on winning whatever winning looks like for you rather than not losing yeah dude. I, right. I totally agree with that so it's like that's the kind of mindset that i try to think about where it's just like okay well am i am i playing too much defense right now yeah. because yeah. yes defense wins championships we all get the fucking slogan but i gotta i gotta do things that are proactive in nature that would always look more be on the attack more offensive in nature so absolutely that's what i try to think about I was like what could i be taking advantage of right now that nobody else is looking at that 100 percent. that might put me ahead 
18 months from now? Opportunity seized breeds more opportunity without a doubt, you know, and, and you have to, you have to look for opportunity. You got to make opportunity. That's, that's very offensive. I think, you know, um, my, before I got into CrossFit, I actually sort of started my fitness journey, um, uh, with Krav Maga. Are you familiar? Do you know what that I am. is? Yeah. You and I have chatted a little bit about yeah. this, but yeah. There's a, there's a lot of overlap. I, I think it's because we're all uh, masochistic people here. For sure. Krav Maga. Um, the Krav Maga is Israeli Defense Forces um, uh, uh, self-defense and uh, martial arts program. And the orient, it's got a reputation for being very, very aggressive because it is. Mm-hmm. And the orientation is very, very offensive versus defensive. And one of the first things that you learn in, in Krav is, you know, you, you throw the first punch and you don't stop. Like if, if you punch, you better continue, continue, continue until that person is out cold. That right? is the short, short version of the Israeli military. That's why yeah, that's talks exactly right. <laughs> like, no, no, we're good. We don't want to go war with Israel. Yeah. They're it's, just gonna... it's the opposite of, you know, we've all seen those horror movies where like the victim is running away from the monster or, or the, the attacker or whatever. And then, you know, gets a leg up on the attacker, attacker, maybe hits him over the head with a pan and the attacker yeah. falls down. The victim keeps running away. The attacker catches up with him and then kill him, right? Every time I see that, I'm like, no, man, stay on the attack. Yeah, kill like, the guy. Knock that guy. motherfucker out. Beat him into a bloody pulp, you know? Do not stop until you've won. And I think I that it. that attack mentality is really important. And it's not, it's not really taught to us, you know, because it can be, it can, like anything else, it's powerful. It can be used for good or for evil. But if for you sure. use it for good, that's, that's the way that you win, I think. Yeah, I think, I think we're, and again, we're talking a lot of mindset stuff. I think where the gap can be is understanding. And I don't, I'm not sure if this is unique to CrossFit gyms. There's some weird mindset shit in CrossFit that I think actually puts a lot of the affiliate owners at a disadvantage, right? Which is inherently, we, we can largely say that by and large, the community is benevolent in nature. They're just like, mm-hmm. we just mm-hmm. want to give, we want to give, we want to give, we want to mm-hmm. give. Yeah. And then when I open up my box, I treat my box that way mm-hmm. rather than understanding that abundance can be passed around. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I create a good business and I make it profitable and I create a safe environment and a stable financial entity that can employ other people, I can help more people. I can do mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. things and I, there's just a lot of people that have a, a very hard time leaping that gap to, to go from, hey, it's not a bad thing to be successful. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's arguably a bad thing to be successful and selfish, mm-hmm. yes. right? Which is like, hey, if, you know, and, and just to, for anybody who's having a hard time doing this, like if you're benevolent now, you're only going to be more benevolent if you have more to give. 100%. Right. Like you're, you're going to give more if you have more to give. The problem is we all get stuck in this scenario where it is like, I only have limited and I, now I'm in the scarcity mode or like, well, I can't give away. That's all I have. Mm-hmm. But if I selfish for a little bit, you know, like I've had this, this, this thing that I kind of like tell myself, I'm like selflessness requires selfishness. You, you can't give what you don't have. So I have to be selfish to some degree so that I can be selfish and give back to other people. And I think that's really, really important going through in order to make that happen. And that's just something I've 
always try to keep in mind when I get in these heart. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got you. You're good. No, you're good. No, no, you're good. And, uh, but this, that, that idea of like getting back when I'm in tough times is always something I try to keep in mind is like, don't retract, don't retract, like move forward. Like, yeah. And and there's an, there's, there's something of an evolutionary force at play here. You know, I, I, I think that we grow as people and we've, we've grown as, you know, as humans over the years in part by taking an orientation towards our tribe mm-hmm. and giving back to our tribe. It's self-preservation. It's also the preservation of one another. I think that's why it feels good to give back. You know, like our, our team has been lit on. I lost them. Hold on. Come back on. Or why? I dropped you there, Dave. Hold on. All right, guys, technical difficulties here. Sorry, we'll probably do is we'll probably get Dave back on here and then have to splice these together. But uh, I may have dropped him. Let me see if I can get him back on and I'll probably have to edit these. Yep. You there? Okay. Yeah, I'm here. No, you're good. Sorry, man. I'm not sure what's going on with my internet. I think I think it's that cat that you adopted. It's, you know, this is the one time the cat is actually sleeping and, and being peaceful, like what kittens should look like, like a cute, adorable thing. Uh, this, is, this is the one time that's happened all day. Um, I, I think I was, I think we were talking about, um, we were talking about the sort of evolutionary mechanism at play yeah. in that yeah. orientation. I think that's why it feels good. You said you were saying that your team has been like lit on yeah, fire. Yeah, we've been basically. lit up on fire because we've found we've found something greater than ourselves to be a part of. We've been able to give back. We've been able to use O2 as a platform for good. And and this has reminded me why I started this business in the first place so long ago. You know, I didn't start this to make a drink company. I started this to build a company that society would be proud exists. That was the little mission statement that I had up on, on, uh, on, on my refrigerator and looked at each day. And, and then I figured out that O2 could be a platform to do that. O2 could be a brand to help me do that. Um, but to do that, you've got to give back and you've also got to grow. And I think that those things are very related. You know, yeah. if you give back, it feels good. Awesome again. What O2 doesn't have everybody is good Wi-Fi. I lost you again, man. I'm so we're sorry. Gonna, we're going to do a 50-50 fundraiser for O2 to get you good Wi-Fi, Dave. Oh, boy, that would be amazing. You might you might need <laughs> O2 to get me into geography because the Wi-Fi around here sucks in general. Um, um, so on that note, so let's, so let's talk about like um, – so – Give me the down and dirty on the 50-50 that you guys yep. – is, is it launch right now? It's launched. This is week okay, that's one. What I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was week one. I wasn't, I wasn't sure this week or next week. Yeah, so, so the short story is we, we, we saw an incredible impact um, with, you know, not only with, with, with our business, but more importantly, I think, our community with round, with round one. And so we, this is the, the profit sharing thing that we did with Born Primitive and Pure and a few others in March and April. We all mm-hmm. committed to donate 50% of our profits back to uh, gyms when their gym members would buy our products online. And collectively as a group, in five weeks, we generated over $230,000 to give back to over 2,600 gyms. That's awesome. And then we did, this, we did the Stay for May thing where we basically equipped every, every participating gym owner 
with a, uh, a voucher, unlimited vouchers to reward to their members as long as their members kept their memberships active for the month of May. They would give people $100 uh, credit basically to O2, Born Primitive, uh, and a couple other brands. And that was a huge, huge driver of, of engagement. It gave Jim something to talk about in a tough time. It gave, gave members something to, to look forward to and be rewarded yeah. you know, for their loyalty in a tough time. And, and this was in the middle of the meltdown of CrossFit. Right. Yeah. This was in the middle. We, we, we awarded those vouchers uh, in on June one. And then the, the global meltdown of seventh, like I think, or the 10th or something like that. I think that's that's when the, the tweet heard around the world came out. Um, and so, you know, despite that, despite that chaos, we had we had about 60,000 members participate. Um, and it was a whole that's a whole lot of people among over 2000 gyms, I think. And so, you know, we've, we've seen the impact of that in our community. Um, we mentioned it, it being a win for brands. We mentioned it being a win for, for gyms. And we mentioned it being a, a win for, uh, for gym members. And there are not that many things that I've been involved with that tend to be a win, win, win for everybody. And yeah. this, is, this is one of them. And so we've effectively been planning round two since then, because our thesis is, you know, as, as much as we want it to, COVID's not going away anytime soon. We right. think that, you know, we're probably in the fourth inning of this um, and, and we've got a ways to go. As the weather turns, it's going to be more and more challenging. Unfortunately, you know, I, I heard a statistic yesterday that at this point about 100,000 small businesses have closed in the United States. And, and we've just got, we've got another, you know, good probably six to nine months of challenges ahead of us as, as small business owners. And so we know that what we did in the spring worked really well to help gyms retain members and to get their members engaged. And so we kicked off round two of this on Monday. And so the brands that we have involved are, are really, really, really uh, great, powerful brands. They're all run by good people that make good products. I know I've been talking a lot, so I'll stop there. But No, you're good. So yeah, so talk about some of the brands real quick. So it's, there's some slight changes there, but I don't yep. remember the full list. Yeah, so we've, the, we had six, now we've got eight. Uh, some okay. of them are the same, some of them are different. They're all, you know, they're all pretty big and they, yeah. they've all got a pretty, pretty wide, wide audience, wide reach too. And that's something, you know, going back to our conversation about doing good and growth. Like if you want to leave a positive impact, you've got to yeah. be somewhat sizable. You know? Yeah. You got to be able to reach a, a sizable yeah, group of people. Exactly. And so we, we, we went into round two with the premise of, Hey, we've got a proven plan here. Let's, let's increase our reach. Mm -hmm. And so um, the brands that have joined us and, and these are, these are largely in order of, of when they'll be active in the coalition. And, and, and that, what, what that means is every brand is going to offer a special offer for members, you know, whether it's 10% off or 20% off or whatever, but the unifying thing is going to be each time a gym owner, uh, each time a gym's code is used to unlock that special offer on the brand's website, the brand will, will, will commit 50% of the profits from that transaction back to the local gym owner. Got it. So that, that's the premise. Um, same thing that we did in the spring, just this, this time bigger and better. So the brands uh, are four Sigmatic, which okay. not, not many people in our space seem to be familiar with, but it's been yeah. something I, that's a brand I've followed for a long time. Um, they basically have pioneered adaptogens in the United States. So adaptogen okay. mushrooms. Um, they're best known. I got turned on to their mushroom coffee, which sounds gross, but, yeah. but it's actually amazing um, by either Tim Ferriss or Joe Rogan, maybe 2012, 2013. Yeah. I was uh, going to say, I know that's where I know of them from. Yeah. Joe Rogan. Yeah. yeah. 
and and they have had it's it's a group of Finnish guys, and they have had explosive grow, global growth over the past five or six years. Um, and they're 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 an enormous company. I don't you know. So for anybody who doesn't know what they do, I mean, they essentially kind of dabble in the world of nootropics. Nootropics, yes, yeah. exactly. Which nootropics, is brain food, brain food essentially. Which I'm a huge fan of. I've been playing around with nootropics for five or six years. Dude, yeah. it's it's. I'll take any edge I can get, man. Um, <laughs> so it's like the, the two that I've played, the two that I've never used for Sigmatic, but I've used. Uh, I've been using either um, Alpha Brain from yeah, yeah, yeah. on it yeah. or. Um, I've been using Qualia for a long time. I'm a big fan. Of I both. thought about Qualia actually. You, you and I might have to talk a little bit more about yeah, that. I like both of them. I definitely noticed the difference for sure. Yeah. And that, that's my experience with Four Sigmatic too. So, it, so they started with mushroom coffee. What if we took all three at the same time? I, I, I don't know if we'd be having this conversation. <laughs> not in this atmosphere. <laughs> no, not, not in this world. We'd be in an alternate universe. But, but, but Four Sigmatic makes great stuff. Uh, they also just released a vegan protein that, that actually tastes good, and I can attest to that. Oh, that you, is a tall order, my friend. That's huge, <laughs> and it's really tough, and, and this is really good. Um, so, so good human beings with good quality products. Those are the two minimum you know, requirements for being involved here, um, and they certainly meet that. Another brand that most people in our space is familiar with, uh, GoWad. So yep. they're joining as well. Awesome um, people. Really, really good people. Really good people. And they make a great product. You know, yep. another same thing. Um, RPM, which again, most people are familiar with mm -hmm. um, in our space. Puri is back for round two. Nice. Or Primitive is back for round two. Nice. And then we've got Lesser Evil and Goruck uh, also joining. Goruck's uh, always one that gives back a lot. What's Lesser Evil about? Lesser Evil makes, um, base, it's, I love what I love about their brand name is it's it's pretty telegraphic what they do. They make snacks that aren't aren't bad for you basically. Nice. So they have they have like these protein puffs that are kind of like like Cheetos that you don't have to nice. feel bad about eating. Um, I've we've been stationed next to their booth at uh, places like you know the Mac event for example, yeah. even the CrossFit Games, and like I always go through a bunch of their stuff. So it's like That's really awesome. good protein based snacks. That's very cool. So, uh, so where can people find out more about this? So that if they want to participate again, so like this can be a win-win. So if any gym owners just like, I don't want to push the stuff, like, listen, your members are probably going to buy something yeah. from one of those entities anyway, you might as well give them a discount and then you will in turn benefit from it. So why not? Um, yeah. and this is the same principle. So what I think is, is interesting about the way you guys have dialed this up is, is, also, I think how gyms should offer their referral program, right? Mm -hmm. So what you guys did was you gave me the ability to give the discount. It's not coming from you. Yep. Yep. And that's the way we run our referral program. The gym doesn't offer referrals. Mm -hmm. The members can refer people, at which point they will get something back. So now there's social proof. There's mm -hmm. the ability for them to feel good to give back. It's like so you totally. can tee all these things up, which I think is really cool the way you did that because now it's a win-win-win all the way across the board start absolutely. to finish absolutely absolutely so we're so so those are the brands involved we're running that same playbook in october where different brands will have different offers that are cool. showcased at different times communitycoalition.fitness is the website and so everybody's going to be uh everybody's going to be tracking 50 percent of profits from each transaction to give That's back awesome. to the local cool. gym what, I'm assuming I'm, all these. I, I'm assuming all these brands have this. If I just go to any one of their websites, I'm, just, I'm assuming it's like plastered all over the website. 
It's, it, it depends on the brand. It, it's, um, it's on all, all offers, at least those that are active, are on communitycoalition.fitness. Got it. And, okay. And so go there first. I like this as a communication tool. You know, we're all looking for stuff to talk about with our yeah. audiences. Yes. Communication is key. We know that. You know, I get you don't want to be seen as like the used car salesman pumping products in your gym, nor should you be. But this is something to talk about. It's another thing. It's the power of community. It's look what these brands are doing. And this is how it, this is how it relates to what we're doing here at our gym. We believe in community. We believe in each other. We're looking out for each other. It just gives you something to talk about. Yeah, and, um, you don't, and you don't have to jam it down people's throat because, no, no. Yeah, again, the more brands there are, which is good, there's eight in there. Yeah. I mean, the likelihood that somebody's been kind of like creeping on one of these brands is pretty high in a crossword. Really. So all you're doing is helping them not yeah. spend as much money. So go ahead, just put it out there. Totally. Just it's educate another them on it. Think of it as education, not selling. Be like, hey, I'm educating you that there's this thing out there that you can do. And by the way, it'll benefit the gym if you do yep. that. And they're, yep, and they're exactly. just like, cool. Done. Exactly. Uh, that's, that's the approach for sure. What I'm most excited about, we haven't announced this to the public yet. Um, but what but you get, what you guys get here on best hour of their day is breaking news. Breaking news. So, so we're, we're going to be doing the, the voucher program again. Um, and so at the end of October, we're going to tell gyms uh, and gym members, Hey, if y'all keep your memberships active for the month of November, cool. then your gym owner is going to be able to award you a, either 150 or $200 voucher to these gym or to these brands right in time for holiday shopping season. That's so, great. so the first one was a hundred bucks. Now we're shooting for 200 bucks and it's, it's, it's going to be really timely, I think too, because people are pulling out their wallets for December, right? Yep. Shopping season is important. And you know, November is a colder month and a historically yep. not a great month for retention. So we're trying yep. to equip gym owners with another retention tool to reward loyalty. So we'll call Very it cool. no quit November is uh, instead of stay for May this time. I dig it. I dig it. Well, listen, man, I can do this all day. We'll have to do this. I know, again. dude. This is great. But, but I got to go coach the noon class. Um, anything else you want to put out there? No, I mean, I, I, this is going to sound cheesy, but, you know, our, our belief really truly, and, and, you know, O2 is a team of right now eight people. We're hiring, <laughs> but we've got a very, a very limited number of people on the team, but yeah. all of them are oriented towards CrossFit, the community, and we've got a former gym owner, almost half, if not all my staff, or most of my staff is, uh, is, is at least an L1. And so we're, we believe in this and we believe in it because we're in it and we believe in it because I mean, it's pretty obvious to anyone paying attention. Gym owners are among the most important people of our society, especially mm -hmm. right now. So, so anyone who's listening, I'm sure has made a ton of sacrifices to keep their members fit and healthy in order to fight shit just like this, just mm -hmm. like COVID. Right. And so if there's anything else that we can do as a brand or as people on O2 side, tell us, you know, my email is davidrinko2.com. I am all ears all the time. And so we're, we're very oriented towards helping because A, we know it's the right thing to do. And B, we're big believers in our community and C, we know it's going to come back in the end too. So if we can help, tell me, I'm all ears. Send that email and that's where we will end it. Brother. Awesome. Thanks a lot. This has been amazing. If you guys have any more questions, hit me up, hit Dave up, but don't miss out. This is an opportunity. Take advantage of it. You won't regret it. Um, even if it's just, you know, a little bit that comes back to you better than nothing in these hard times, start taking advantage of opportunities that are given to you. All right, guys, we will see you next time. 
Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. If you haven't already, do us a favor, head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself. Hit us up, besthouroftheirday at gmail.com or send us a DM over on Instagram at besthouroftheirday. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting Best Hour of Their Day.